Hello, everyone. This is Gomer coming at you for Catching Foxes. Now, we have a special guest. We all know that Gomer gets religion every other, like, week, it seems. But there are a few things that have stood out enough in my life where I've chased the YouTube uh, rabbit holes to places where I end up spending thousands of dollars. It started with woodworking, and then it became car detailing. Have I detailed my car yet? No, but I own all of the products and now clean my space. Uh, We have a special guest which I think is beyond hilarious that you actually said yes. And so I am very grateful, Melissa, that you did say yes. We got Melissa Maker from Clean My Space, the YouTube channel, the author of the book. I'll have all the links in the show notes. And she makes uh, uh, physical products and sells them. And she has a home cleaning uh, company. All the things, right? All the things. Hey, Gomer, thanks for having me on the show. And very honestly, I think it's hilarious that your religion is cleaning because I hate cleaning. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I, I hate cleaning too. And I think that's actually what sold me is when you said uh, on one of the episodes, you're like, I hate cleaning. So I'm going to give you the tools on how to do it as quick as possible. So you never have to do it. So how did you get in? If you hate cleaning so much, how'd you get into a cleaning business? Yeah, that is the question that I most often get asked right at the beginning of a podcast yeah. or an interview. Mm-hmm. And the reason I got into it is because I like opportunity. And when I um, finished high school. I just wanted to start a business, but I decided that I would pursue a post-secondary degree. So I got a bachelor of business admin from, you know, your audience is probably in the U S so it's like, it's like an Ivy league school in Canada, but no one in your country knows it. only people in my country. So it doesn't (laughs) even matter. But anyway, I got this really great education, took the first job that I was offered out of school, which was working at a bank, which is completely not my passion. Mm. And it was a small mm. business bank. And the goal was to help fund these entrepreneurs start their businesses. So I sat on the other side of the desk of all these business plans every day. I oh, did yeah. it for a year. And it was like, it was a form of torture because I'm like, I should be <laughs> on the other side. What am I doing here? And then I would look at my colleagues who would like shuffle around the office and say, only 27 more years, four weeks and six days until I retire and get that pension. And I'm like, this is the worst life ever. So I quit that job a year to the day I started. I had just started dating my husband at the time. But that's got to feel nice when you quit that job. How did you quit the job? It was so good. Did you you tell anyone off? Did you punch him in the throat? Anything like that? So I really actually wanted to because... Gosh, there are things I can't say on the podcast, but like there were some nasty things that happened. And, you know, like when you talk to your colleagues about like some of the crappy stuff that happened at work, that stuff happened at my office too. And I was Uh. just so delighted. And my, my boyfriend now husband was so kind. Like he drove by my office that day and he left a bouquet of flowers on my windshield because he knew that I had submitted my letter He's a keeper. He's a he, keeper right yeah, there. Yeah, he totally, <laughs> he totally is. And you know what? I, 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 it was at that point where I was like, okay, I have to start a business, but what am I going to get into? I, I love jewelry, so I wanted to get into jewelry. But the barrier to entry was really high. You needed a lot of money to start. Plus, I had no hands-on experience working in jewelry and jewelry design. So I did the natural thing anyone would do, which was I went and became a server at a restaurant. Yep. And... While I was doing that, I started to just open my eyes and ears to the universe and say, I literally said, give me a neon sign for the business. <laughs> like, what should I start? And I started to hear, I hate cleaning. I have a real hard time finding someone to clean my house. Do you know anyone yeah. who can clean? Gosh, I have no time. to. It, it was just like an echo chamber. And I was like, oh my God, I hate cleaning too. Cleaning is torture. I need yeah. to start a cleaning business. And yeah. It was at that moment where I was like, okay, I got to go all in, but I don't know how to clean. I have to put my, I always joke, I have to take my crown off because I can be <laughs> such a princess about cleaning, but I had to take my crown off. I had to learn how to do the job, roll up my sleeves. YouTube wasn't a thing at the time. So I actually had to like watch DVDs and read books and figure out how to do the moves and time <laughs> myself and allow my mother to critique me, which was very emotionally challenging. (laughs) (laughs) But I built my business up from there. Um, Well, I'm interested. What what were her critiques? Like, eh. oh my, oh, I can't call that streak free shine. That's not a streak free shine. Oh my God. My mom is like next level. She, (laughs) 
She's she was a vegan before vegans became a thing. So cross contamination was always a big thing for her. Yeah. We had to meticulously clean everything in the kitchen so that it Yikes. it didn't touch meat. Like it was a whole thing. So mm-hmm. yeah, my mom was like very meticulous, and to this day, sometimes she'll critique my videos, and I'm like, "Hey, mom, bye." <laughs> Just <laughs> hang up the phone or delete. You the know, text. you know, I make money on this. You know, people pay me to do this. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's so. so funny. I've actually I had her in one of our. Vi- she's made I think one or two appearances in my videos before. She's okay. like hilarious, but also a little crazy. <laughs> <laughs> As all moms are with cleaning. Yeah. Right. I, it was funny so, because when I was watching your videos, like I hear my mom's voice in her thick oh God, don't inner city that. Philadelphia accent. Michael, Michael, why don't you clean like this? And I'm like, oh, gosh. Right. And it's funny because there are so many uh, there are so many hangups that I have because of cleaning. Like my mom, my mom now legitimately, my mom was abused by my grandmother. She was the eldest of the family, big Catholic family, inner city Philadelphia in the 40s and 50s. So whenever anyone had to come over, anyone popped in or whatever, my mom was the one who was tasked with cleaning everything, even ever, ever since she was like five years old. So like, I get it that she's got like hangups and unresolved issues with this. But the way it kind of reverberated out into my childhood, I'm the baby of the family. Everyone is supposed to do things for me. I don't understand why I do things for them. But uh, I remember one day we had someone come over and we had to do like a spring cleaning level clean for the whole house. Mm. The whole, I mean, pulling out the couch, wiping baseboards mm-hmm. down. That's the infamous thing is time to clean the baseboards. We would take statues down, like these little French figurine statues. I don't even know what they are. And we would wash them, wash them repeatedly, you know. And then a week later, someone else is like, hey, I'm going to be in town. Can I stop in? And we did the whole thing all over again. And I think that's when I realized, like, there's something pathological here. This is not normal. We just did all this. This is the once a year clean for a reason. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. So I I've been watching really, this to like, yeah. What not? I do? think you've really hit the nail on the head because, um, and this is one of the reasons why I got into creating cleaning content online. And then I realized that it was really important to keep creating cleaning content online. A lot of us have shtick about cleaning. Yeah. Oh yeah. So I write about this in my book and I talk about this on the channel quite a bit. Like I find no joy in cleaning in my house and my parents are lovely people, but you know, everyone has their own story. Our parents grew up the way they grew up and then they just do what was done to them. So they just pass that right on to you. So be like, you know, my sister and I would always be like, girls, clean your room, clean the kitchen, do this vacuum. And there was never any joy. It was never fun. (laughs) My sister and I would always argue about it. You know, you do this. No, I did it last time. Like I am, and I'm such a scorekeeper to begin with. And Mm -hmm. then what do I do? I take that into my marriage, into my relationship. And I, um, a therapist that I saw a long time, I love therapy. I've like therapy, therapy goer for life um, betterhelp.com slash foxes for your discount oh, oh, yeah. We're all about oh that. snap that wasn't even <laughs> planned but there you go and now let's take a moment to talk to our friends over at BetterHelp. life can be overwhelming and many people are burned out without even knowing it symptoms can include fatigue lack of motivation feeling helpless or trapped detachment and more Now, let's be honest, many of us have been there, especially in the last two years. So what we need to do is recognize that maybe, just maybe, our lack of motivation isn't because we aren't getting enough cardio. (laughs) It might be because we are, in fact, burned out. We often associate burnout with work, but that's not the only cause. Any of our roles in life can lead us to feeling burned out, and BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, online therapy wants to remind you to prioritize your own mental and emotional health. Talking with someone can help you figure out what's causing stress in your life. If this is you, if you feel trapped in your life in any way, I would wholeheartedly recommend you getting personal counseling. Therapy can help. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist, so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can be matched with a therapist in under 24 hours. Catching Fox's listeners get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com foxes. 
Thanks to our friends over at BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode of Catching Foxes. Let's take a moment to thank our friends over at Angie's Saint Magnets. If you love the Saints, Angie's Saint Magnets has a unique way for you to display all of your favorites. Artist and creator Angie spends time in prayer and reflection before drawing each Saint Magnet by hand. Each image is then professionally printed on high-quality metal magnets for your refrigerator, locker, filing cabinet, front door, or any magnetic surface in your home office or school. Angie's Saint Magnets are the perfect gift for any occasion. Their unique and charming designs appeal to all ages. Use offer code FOXES20 for 20% off, boom baby, your purchase at Angie'sSaintMagnets.com. Special discounts are available for parishes or schools ordering in large quantities for their patron saints. Angie also creates custom images for weddings, anniversaries, memorials, and other special occasions. Hand-drawn images of the saints, over 70 images and continuing to add more. Angie Saint Magnets make the perfect gift for all occasions and all ages. They are 3 by 3 inch high quality metal magnets made right here in the USA. Head on over to www.angies, keep that S in there, it's plural, saintmagnets.com. Special thanks to our friend Angie over at angiesaintmagnets.com for sponsoring this episode of Catching Foxes. You know what's even great about this, this moment that we are sharing right now is... I woke up today at 5.45 freaking out over this interview, so I was power-watching through a bunch of your videos, and one of the videos I watched, I think, is what you're about to share now, talking about cleaning, and you had mentioned therapy, and I was like, I'm going to bring this up today, but oh, you're just okay. walking through the door yourself. This is I don't know. Well, maybe you'll have to bring it up after. Let's okay. see if it is what I'm going to say, but a therapist said there are six people in a marriage, and that's if your parents are married. There's you, your spouse, and then the parents, so... Oh, yeah. In every room, there's always six people. So when, you know, my, like when that. my husband, don't you love that one? Mm-hmm. Um, when my, hu- you know, when my husband and I talk about cleaning, it's like I bring all of my background, drama, trauma, whatever to cleaning and he brings all of his and they're yep. procrastinators. They're people with really high expectations. We all think differently w- about what our level of clean should be. If a certain thing is really messy or out of order for me, I feel really frustrated, mad, sad, angry, whatever. He can feel a certain way. That all comes from our upbringing. So like cleaning isn't just a surface thing. It's not about dusting and wiping and scrubbing a toilet and putting your stuff away. It has so much more to do with like your mental health, your well-being, the state of your relationship. And (laughs) so when I get messages from our audience, first of all, you know, I'm very open with the fact that I hate cleaning. I'm very open with the fact that my house is 100% imperfect. Um, Anytime someone comes over, it's don't expect it to be better than a seven out of 10. I always say that. Mm. Um, and uh, yeah, Do people like, have that I, expectation. I, like I'm going to your house. It better be spotless. Do people uh, think that people who know, like people who know me well mm. know that this is all a rouse. Like, they know, <laughs> like Felicia, you're a BS or like, this is not you, <laughs> this is but all they know because I hate, yeah, because I hate cleaning. Like I'm, I'm real about no. it. And you know, so many creators in this space are like, I love cleaning it's my whole life screw cleaning like (laughs) i don't like it i do it because i get so many messages from my audience about how much my work helps them and how they're struggling like me and they've made a change in their life so my content is all about helping people make incremental changes to improve their lives that's our company's mission that's what we do. So we're not there to shame you, to make you feel bad, to make you feel like your place is imperfect. I don't have a yeah. beautiful farmhouse kitchen like all the creators. Like I'm just <laughs> average old suburban me yeah. and that's fine. Do you feel And I was going to say pressure? something else, you but are. I forgot what it was. Oh, what was your oh, question? I do that to everyone. I apologize. <laughs> do you ever feel pressured to make it that, to be the farmhouse no. kitchen, blah, blah, blah? No. Yes. See, that's no, because, because you, know, you have a therapist brand, and you're healthy. Like, yeah. I'm OG. Like I've been on this, I've been on YouTube since 2011. I got no one to impress. <laughs> like Either you like me or you don't. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good, healthy attitude to have. Yeah. I know the, the also, one I, video. I that... don't read my comments. My husband reads them. Oh, does he really? Yeah. Screen out the racist, sexist. Okay. He'll, keep going. Sometimes <laughs> he'll say to me, I think you should look at the comments on XYZ video. Uh, sorry. 
that's my Canadian coming out. Yeah. X, Y, Z video. That was a triggering moment for a lot of our people. <laughs> Thank you for correcting. Betterhelp.com slash Um <laughs> Ooh, dodged a bullet on that one. Thank you. But but sometimes he'll say to me, uh, I think you should look at the comments on this or um, can, you res- can you directly respond to that? But generally speaking, it's actually better for me not to read the comments. Mm-hmm. And I will say like 99.9% of the comments that we get are wonderful. We don't yeah. have that like gross troll um, faction of our audience. We just Good. have lovely people that want help and appreciate what we do. Yeah. But every now and then I'll get like, are you pregnant? Your eyebrows look <laughs> bad. And it's just like, I don't, I don't need that in my life. Oh, Betterhelp.com so slash foxes. Yeah. <laughs> I figured that out. Like I figured it out. So that's just like a good management strategy for me. And yeah. I'll check in mm-hmm. every now and then, but I don't need to see that. It's funny. I have a buddy who runs a YouTube channel called Pints with Aquinas and he never, never reads his comments, never does this stuff if he can avoid it. And he hired it. The very first thing he did was hire someone to post for him on social media because part of his brand is I hate technology and I'm never like, like it's, it's poisoning us with a horrible level of political conversation stuff. Like I'm just not going to do it, but I'm going to hire people to do it. So people used to call him like a hypocrite and all that stuff. And he's like, no, no, no. You don't understand. I'm not getting all that negative crap dumped on me. So I'm cool. But if I hire someone, it's not being dumped on them. Those people aren't attacking guy A to hire for Instagram and other. So they can, they have no emotional obsession with this stuff. Unless yeah, there's neutrality there. Yeah. And so it's like, you just create a buffer for everyone, you know? And I never, I was the first person that I know of in my, when I started doing blogging and stuff like that, like way back in the day, the old days of blogs who shut down the comment section. And I was like, what, what, what am I supposed to do? Read every comment and then write an article based on that? I was like, no, if an article's popular, I'll, I'll revisit it. I'm not going to live according to the demands of fickle people who Googled my name. But, you know, there you go. No, the, the, the therapist one that you had said in one of your videos, which I think was, I, I wanted to remember the timestamp. It was a 2020 video. So it was like in the midst of COVID stuff. And you were taught, you said a therapist said to me when you were first married about, why don't you just risk doing more instead of like, but he's, you were talking about the scorekeeper thing. Yeah. You know, he's not doing enough when you're newly married and it's like, why don't you just risk doing more? And that, when I heard that, I was like, oh, that is really good marriage advice right there. Yeah. Just if you go out of your way, chances are if the other person loves you, they're not going to, number one, hopefully they'll see it and take note. But number two, it's going to call them on to action without being jerky McJerkerson about it. Yeah, that was that was the Joan era of therapists. And Joan <laughs> said to me that because I, I brought that to her and I'm like, it's really hard for me to unload the dishwasher every day because yeah. I should just unload it every other day. And she's like, should you? Where did that come <laughs> from? And I'm like, well, that's how we did things when I was growing up. And she's like, and what would happen if you just unloaded the dishwasher two days in a row? I was like, I don't know. I'd feel taken advantage of. I'd feel like mm-hmm. I'd have to work harder than Chad. And she's like, well, what if you just took a risk and did it? <laughs> See what happens. So it was really interesting because oh, it Joan. broke me out so of this. Wise. I know, Joan, she was wise. It broke <laughs> me out of this cycle of like tit for tat yep. and scorekeeping Um, And it helped me really see that there are things that I do around the house. There are things that Chad does around the house. He is not a scorekeeper and Mm. he gives very openly uh, Mm. and very generously, especially with his, um, his efforts and work around the house. Yeah. Uh, Acts of service. One of the love languages. I was about to ask. I was about to ask. Is that his thing? Yeah. Yeah. Actually, our current therapist told us that we have to retake the love languages quiz. I think <laughs> that was her advice. So I think yeah. we have to reassess. But nice. that is his, uh, he's really good at doing that. So for me to keep score all the time is silly. And yeah. now I, I mean, I unloaded the dishwasher this morning and I for yeah. sure did it yesterday. But <laughs> our kitchen looks good and that's what's important. And you know, when he has to assemble something that I want nothing to do with, like he doesn't <laughs> write down in some imaginary notebook that he did that and like pull it out. So I have to vacuum yeah. the floor a week from now. Like it just became a little crazy. Yeah. I find that a lot of married couples, they don't think in terms of 
I mean, they, they often think in terms of scorecarding, especially when they feel hurt, you know, like if they feel neglected or hurt or lonely, lonely, angry, taken hungry, advantage tired. of and not appreciated. Yeah. yeah. They immediately go to that. And it's a defensive reaction. Like, look at all the things that I do. I, I know that in my house, that was the, a common phrase. I've done this. I've done that. You've done nothing. And I was like, well, whenever you start speaking in absolutes, you become a Sith Lord and no one wants to be around you. So, yeah, it becomes dangerous. Yeah, I like that. I like that that notion of you got to take the risk. That was uh, that was key insight. Good old Joan. Yeah, and I listen. I think there's taking a risk in a healthy way. Like yeah. I, I'm not advocating for someone to just do all the cleaning. And I should also mention that I think uh, cleaning is egalitarian work, and <laughs> it doesn't matter what where you fall on the gender spectrum. Uh, everyone, if you live in that house, if you take up residence in that house, you have to contribute to maintaining yep. that house. So we very, it's, it doesn't work like that in our house where it's like, he takes out, you know, he does this and I clean, like that's yeah. not the way it works at all. And, and I, I have tried really hard to be progressive in our content, you know, long before, um, not pointing fingers to women doing all the cleaning like way way back we took genders out of our discussion so well that's what i was gonna say about your videos you never feel like they are tailored to one or the other which is important because and this is actually one of the (laughs) one of the things that got me thinking about having you on the show because there are so many um so many men and women who are first time out on their own post-college or post-high school whatever and they don't even know how to take care of of the day-to-day stuff, the weekly stuff, the monthly stuff. And one of the things that <laughs> kind of brought this home, so I work at a church and we're getting a bunch of seminarians to stay with us for five weeks here at the church. And my priest is running through stuff with them. And it was so funny because the they're renting out an Airbnb, right? So they got this Airbnb, but the Airbnb is 100% empty. The people moved out, they moved away, but they, they're, they're going to sell their house, but there's not a single piece of furniture in it and no one's cleaned it for like two months. So it, so the idea is you, it's a long-term Airbnb. So you, they let you like bring in, maybe it's not an Airbnb, whatever they call it, but they let you bring in furniture and other stuff, but then sure. you got to take it all out. So we realized, so we're like, okay, so we got this place, we'll need the beds and blah, blah, blah. But then we found out that, they, I mean, like they don't have anything. They don't have a broom in the pantry. They don't have a mop. They don't have any of this stuff. And as, as my boss, who is a, a mom and a grandmom, as she's going through this with our priests who live in a rectory, they live basically in like a dorm room, right? The small, you know, suite or whatever. And that's their entire existence. Their 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 eyes are just they're just like, wait, what? They what? They gotta do, they gotta buy all this what? And it's like, well, you gotta get ditched open and we supply all that for them. Here. And so they're just sitting there like, yeah, no, they have to learn how to do all this stuff. And I was like, well, I'll send them. And I literally sent them clean my space videos like, hey, guys, listen, you just get some vinegar, just come get some baking soda. You'll be fine. We'll get 90% of the stuff done. Maybe yeah. a toothbrush, not one that you use, but one that you clean. So what That's would be right. recommendations? Just thinking about this for young adults, like, okay, your first time out on your own, you got an apartment, you got a kitchen, you got to take care of a bathroom and some bedroom and some shared living space. What what would be your pro tips for folks like that? Yeah, sure. Uh, so just before I get into that, I just want to acknowledge, I really appreciate that you said that you sense that from our content because I want anyone to be able to watch it and not feel yeah. like I'm putting someone in a corner. Um, mm. My job as a cleaning expert is to just give you the information and encourage you, whomever you are, whatever stage in life you're at. Yeah. Uh, that is my only job. And and I'd be really sad if I only spoke to one gender. I'm here for everyone. Yeah. So yeah. Which is evident the fact that it became one of my religions. So yeah, I'm yeah. so, I'm like so <laughs> delighted. Every time I meet a, a male fan, so um, about 75% of our audience is female, 25% is male. And I'm so delighted when I meet our male um, viewers because to me, you know, I would personally never watch cleaning videos <laughs> unless I absolutely had to. And I just love, I love to know who we're helping and I love to yeah. hear the backstory. And like, just before I get into your question, like my husband likes to clean. He takes <laughs> more time to clean in a week than I do. That's funny. So I can't assign 
cleaning to one gender or another, because in many cases, those roles that yep. society has put on us are reversed. Yeah. Um, anyway, so back to your question. I, I think it's really important to understand a few things. First of all, um, some of the biggest companies in the world are CPG companies, consumer packaged goods, and they have a lot of money and they spend a lot of that money on marketing. And that mm -hmm. marketing is designed to make us feel like we need to buy all the things. All the things. And all the things. And I often say, you know, you can get so much accomplished with so few items. Yeah. Um, soap and water can clean the majority of your home. Um, so you and can by soap, make you mean a like lot. Dawn dish I mean, like soap. Dawn like, dish soap. Yeah. Yeah. It's like and people the don't standard. realize that. Like it is like the greatest cleaner. Like it really is, and for what it does, you know, it, it does a lot. Dawn dish soap stuff. is. Yep, it's gentle enough. So it's not, it's not something that you would worry about using on a, a relatively regular surface. I mean, if it's a very special specialty surface, you would want to use a specialty cleaner. But for yep. the average home, you know, a half teaspoon of Dawn dish soap and two cups of water, a few drops of essential oils, if you feel like being spicy, um, <laughs> is a great all-purpose cleaner. And it literally cleans surfaces safely and perfectly well with a great microfiber cloth. Um, so that's like a spray bottle. Dawn dish soap is going to get you really far. Great that's quality so microfiber cloths will get yeah. you really far. Um, so just like for clarity, dish soap is designed to lift dirt off a surface to, it's a surfactant. So it's designed to surface that dirt and break it apart from where it is stuck. Um, so mm. that you can easily wipe it away. So we want that. We like that. Yeah. Um, vinegar is another great one. Vinegar's specialty is to cut grease. Uh, dish soap does this as well. But vinegar does that um, not using a surfactant, but using an acid. So it sort of works a little bit differently. It breaks things down differently. The concern with vinegar is that it can ruin certain surfaces because it's yeah. an acid. So you would just want to be mindful about where you're using it. It's also a great deodorizer. Um, but we love vinegar for leaving a streak-free shine behind. So we love using it on glass. Um, vinegar and dish soap combined together creates a really good heavy-duty cleaner. I have all of these recipes on yep. um, on our YouTube channel, on our website, ebook. Yeah, you have a you whole playlist called DIY recipes or cleaning recipes yep. where all this stuff is on there. I may have yeah. consumed every one of them. So, yeah, it's funny because how I got into your show was yeah. I um so my wife uh, she stay at home we we homeschool four kids, right? So wow. the pandemic really amped that up and uh what I began doing and so I used to travel with a um travel speaking and do other doing other things and covid obviously killed all the traveling stuff. But what I began noticing like one of the things was my wife would say she bought these huge gloves, right? And she's doing the dishes. I'm like, "Why do you have these big gloves? The blue dye in the dawn like kills her hands for some reason. She has a reaction." And she's like, "Well, I got to do dishes all day, so this always kills my hands, you know, so I have to wear the gloves and whatever." And then I just kind of made this mental gloves note. Gloves are the like, best way to keep your hands looking young and save your nails. So, yeah. Yes, well, all of all of the above. Yeah. All of the above. She is wise and wonderful. Yeah. And uh and so I just started realizing, like, what the hell? Why is she always doing? And, you know, obviously we have four kids. That's a high volume of anything all the time, always. Four kids who are five years grouped together, the oldest and to the youngest, right? So uh, five years apart, as normal humans say that. Grouped together is not what normal humans say. Uh, so <laughs> I started doing the so dishes. you've had four kids in five years. Yes, there it is. That's the phrase I wanted. Yeah. I'm making a huge shock look face for the audience. For the audience, yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, it was awesome. It was the best. I have an 84-year-old <laughs> and a cat. <laughs> <laughs> well, so we had we had the two girls really close and then we spaced out the next and we had two boys, right? And it was just awesome so nice. and they are friends, right? So they Aww. they are friends with each other, their group their friends are friends with each other. So it's just kind of cool when when we luck of the oh the draw had them so close. Um, that are now our group of friends, I'm really big on friendship. I'm a big community building guy. And so we always, always doing potlucks. I didn't get that vibe like from you. 
Yeah. <laughs> I hate people. People are annoying. Right. Uh, no, but I I'm always no about that, right? So probably twice a week before COVID, maybe even three times a week, we would have potlucks at our house or just oh, people come fun. over or just whatever. Because, you know, there's a great line. Uh, this guy, Lee Iacocca said, uh, if you, my grandfather always told me, if you die with five good friends, you've lived a great life. And I look at a lot of the men who are my father's age and they have no friends. And I'm like, this is the problem of our like divided, atomized life. Like we're so apart from one another. Yes. So all of this to say, um, back the, to the, the thing that was the dish. Yeah. Soap. The, the whole thing is, yeah, if, if we're going to have this stuff and we're a paper plate family sometimes, but again, we hate the waste, the, you know, reuse things. If you just wash them, you can reuse them. You don't need to fill up a garbage, but I was like, I like my wife's hands. So I, I don't have a real allergic reaction to Dawn dish soap. So one day I come home and I buy these. I've watched like 50 of your videos and I come home with Costco multi-gallon jugs of, of vinegar and baking soda. Uh, I didn't buy the borax. Didn't see those videos at that time. And That's then, okay. Uh, yeah. And I come in and I just start cleaning the kitchen, detailing everything, making all the things wrongly, by the way. I table you said teaspoon I just kept squirting until it covered everything it was way too much but then had to scrape off the film but did all this stuff right and it was the whole idea of it was like I like my wife's hands right like why does she have to do it like I didn't even think that I wasn't doing that and then you just kind of like you pick up on these little clues and for me it might take a little bit longer and I'm like oh I really need to know how to do this stuff I and, and to do it better than she does it that's the other scorecard thing is I need to top her with with saving oh, money. Oh, so, gosh. Yeah. I, I mean, think a lot of people... <laughs> no, I get it. People would love to say, oh, I wish my partner wanted to taught me in cleaning. My gosh, mm-hmm. that would be great. Well, Less yeah, work it's funny. for them. Yeah, she's a, she's a clean lover. She loves cleaning. Oh. And whenever she's stressed out, she'll clean the whole house from top to bottom. Oh, my gosh. You know, so, my husband's yeah. a stress cleaner, too. So sometimes I'll say to him, should we get in an argument so you can clean more? <laughs> <laughs> I just I just go behind my wife with pots and pans and bang them until it like freaks oh her out. Gosh. She's like, you know what? I'm going to go mop. Right. No, I'm wow. just kidding. But yeah, it's so fun. It's so funny because you see this, right? And I look at, it is funny how cleaning brings up these things. In marriages, like you were saying earlier, it's tied to all this stuff. I think it's tied to all this stuff because for the most part, it's a drudgery. It's a task. It's a thing on a list that it's a Sisyphean thing on a it's list. It's a Sisyphean one, task. But, That's right. Yeah. Yep. It, it, never, yep. it never fully resolves itself. It doesn't like, okay, now this is done. My house will never need to be cleaned again. And That's so right. what happens is it's like money. It takes the shape of its owner. Like it becomes this prickly thing in my side that I don't want to deal with. So you mm-hmm. deal with it. Then it becomes a war over who's going to deal with it. Well, I'm just going to let it go. I'm just going to let it go and you'll see the filth. And the other person's like, I am totally fine with that level of filth. And I know you're not. And this is killing you. So it's a, it becomes a war of attrition. So yeah. I try not to do that. Hence, the YouTube stuff is to motivate. That's right. And and just going back to your earlier question, just about like what people need. Um, oh, yeah. I was saying just keep it simple. <laughs> Baking yep. soda is really great for deodorizing. Baking soda provides mild abrasion. So you talked about the cleaning your sink video. So to, to give you like a concrete example, someone might go out and buy Vim or Comet or some sort of, yep. you know, cream cleanser, powdered cleanser that they think they need to clean their sink. Meanwhile, you can have baking soda and dish soap, which can clean so many things in your house, cost so little, especially in our current economic climate. We are also experiencing um, (laughs) the uh, economic issues here in my country too. Um, People are always looking for ways to save money, and that's a great place to start. So sticking with the basics. um, I'm really big on the PTTs, the products, tools, and techniques of cleaning, and you can apply that really to anything. Um, You said earlier you're into woodworking, Um, you know, how are you going to woodwork? You have to understand the products, tools, and techniques to get the job done right the first time. That's my whole motto with cleaning. So if someone were to move out, I would say, I mean, it's going to sound biased, but like watch some clean my space videos or pick up my book. I'll hold your hand. Like that's what I'm here for because no one teaches us how to clean anymore. And it is, as you say, it's such a boring topic. No one wants to learn about it, but cleaning is a life skill and cleaning provides a foundation for a happy house, a happy home, a happy marriage, happy kids. Like I hate to say it and I don't want to admit it because it's, it's, it means that I have to do the work, but like I need to live in a clean house, cleanish house, clean enough house so that I can function. 
And by the way, cleaning is so subjective. So you can determine what that level is for you. It doesn't have to be the same as me or some like Instagrammer. Like it's totally up to you and your family and what level of clean is acceptable. Yeah. So that's nice too. That is nice. That is nice. Cause my wife, so I am a, I am a clean, what was the distinction that we made years ago in our marriage? I hate dirty, a dirty house, dirty sink, dirty kitchen, dirty bathroom. So there's, you're like a cleaner or a tidier. That's usually the distinction we make. Which one are you? I'm a cleaner. My my wife is a clean and tidier. So a place Mm. isn't clean unless it's also tidy. And I'm like, right. oh, I don't give a crap about any of that. <laughs> right? So I've had to learn how to give a crap. And she's had to learn how to not. So that was a big part in our yep. relationship where she's like, you know what I didn't do today? Let me tell you what I didn't clean today. I'm like, well, what'd you do instead? And she's like, turns out I read a book to our infant children and it was awesome. And I'm like, there you go. Aww. Because that was a big deal for her. Like she couldn't, like the house has to be perfect. And it's like, it doesn't. Mm-hmm. But for her, it did. And it, it, no matter how many times I said it, it, it just w- took a, a, a certain part of her life something clicked and she was like my level of it being at a 10 all the time just dropped to like you said like a seven or a six in when the kids you know when she's pregnant with a third and she's got two little ones you know it's like you know what maybe this isn't that important yeah and it's it's interesting you bring that up because i'll get um dms from people on instagram and they'll say melissa how do how do i keep up with my house i just had a baby or i'm pregnant or this is going on in my life or that's going on in my life and I'll just say to them, like, if you're going through something right now, lower yeah. your expectations. How, did you ever watch Mad TV and you saw yeah. lowered, lowered expectations? expectations. <laughs> yeah. So I always think of that. But it's like yeah. lower. You can temp, it's okay to yep. temporarily lower your expectations when you're going through this life event. Because let's be yep. honest, that newborn stage is crazy and it only lasts for so long. And what do you want to think back on? five, 10, 15 years from yep. now. Do you want to think back on how great your kitchen looked while you were dealing with a newborn? Or do you just want to think about how freaking awesome those three months were with your newborn? Like yeah. no one's going to remember how well you cleaned your kitchen, but you're going to remember and other people are going to remember the quality time they got to spend with you. So I, again, like this is why I teach efficient cleaning because I always say, let me figure out the most efficient and effective way for you to get the job done so that you can spend time doing things you love. Like yeah. that's my job as a cleaning expert. I so, find, I see a lot of stuff online where I watch people and I'm like, I've debated doing react videos, but then I'm like, Oh, I don't want to like, you know, bring someone else down. But yeah. man, like the stuff I see online, sometimes I'm just like, Hold me back. Like I get Mm -hmm. angry when I see these things because I'm like, you are wasting someone's money because they are buying extra product they don't need or you're mixing product that is superfluous. You don't don't need to be doing that or you're spending too long doing this job or you've just repeated your steps or you're using the wrong technique so you're actually working harder to get that. Like I just sometimes feels hard for me to watch these people because I'm like, I can't (laughs) believe this content is being proliferated and you're literally wasting people's time. Like, let me help you. Help me help you. (laughs) Yeah. It's gotta be crazy because you don't want to become that person who makes, who's like going out doing like, you're an idiot. Let me show you why you're dumb. But you gotta, you gotta do that thing where you do like, let me show you why these TikTok hacks are actually stupid and they don't help you. Right. Yeah. I'm what trying to build up my things? TikTok now, so I'm yeah. I'm debating I, whether I should I should start doing that or not. I just did um a POV, a point of view TikTok. You can you can see it on my account. It's about like the low flow toilets, and it's like you flush a low flow toilet and then you say a little prayer before you check and make sure it all <laughs> went to plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm having I'm having fun. It really took me a long time to get warmed up to the platform. Um, some of the, like a lot of the things I see on the platform that really freak me out and it's more short form content that it is just TikTok, yeah. but it's like using products for off-label uses. Mm. So specifically if I see people using like laundry scent beads to add to their mop bucket to make their floor smell good, well, laundry scent beads, um, are designed to be used on clothing to soften your clothes. They have a waxy finish to them. 
if those uh, beads melt into your mop bucket and then you swish that all over your floors, you can't expect a streak-free shine. You can't expect an even finish on your floors. You're going to start to get buildup over time and you're not going to know why your floors feel weird or look um, patchy. Well, Mm -hmm. maybe if you didn't follow that stupid hack on TikTok, you wouldn't have that issue. So that's just one example of off-label uses um, or just watching... Just watching people. The other thing is like mixing a lot of products. Like people don't realize that um, sometimes they empower people to like experiment at home and try different things or like, oh, I don't have X, so I'll swap it in for Y. But swapping Y with Z instead of X with Z can actually create a a dangerous reaction. And I think it's sort of given people the impression that they can play at-home chemist and that is not okay. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, uh, another YouTube channel that I, I made my wife watch. I don't know if you can tell, but she doesn't care for YouTube that much. And it's always me like, Hey honey, we should watch this stuff. And she's like, uh, but, um, <laughs> we were watching this video where a guy was talking about how dishwashers work and what's the best dish detergent. So he bought a bunch of dishwashers and he cut holes in them and he put, um, plastic on there so you could see through. And then he's like, this is how a dishwasher and he's a scientist and he's like it mechanically how it washes your dishes right he's like it this is what it uses hot water heat all this stuff and swirly soapy water to do this and he goes so these little pods pods are dumb pods are a waste of your money if you just buy the powder the cascade powder that's been around since your grandmother was a baby he's like you pour that in the right amounts it'll be fine He's like, you'll get your your stuff is more clean because you don't have to have this little uh, dissolvable, water dissolvable plastic wrap on the pod dissolve away and do all this stuff. And he was going through all the different things. And he was saying basically what you were saying, like these are giant corporations who are trying, like Cascade knows it has a winning product. So it has to roll out 57 different versions of it. Now with sense, now with boosted power, now with whatever. And he's like, all of those stuff that they're doing is to either cover or try to maintain the same level of clean that just dumping your five or $2 box of cascade into the dishwasher will actually get done. Cause you can throw some on the bottom of it. You can't really throw a pot in there. I mean, you can, but then it gets hit by the, you know, there's all the different things that, that, that come about, but we sat there and we watched and we're like, we have been wasting so much time, effort, money. He was like, you know what? All the pre-rinsing, like my mom, we had to scrub every dish clean before we put it in the dishwasher. You know, I don't know if you were like that, but that's what we had to do in our home every single time. Oh yeah. And my, my you just watch the, the video and way. you're like, yeah. You don't have to do that at all, right? Somewhat, yeah. well, somewhat. Well, it's funny because this has been a question that's been often debated and um, there's a spectrum of quality when it comes to different products in the same category. And you yep. can't say the same for a premium product like Cascade um, the way you would be able to say something about, uh, you know, like a budget version of that particular mm-hmm. product. The formulation's entirely different, but... When using a premium product like Cascade, you don't need to rinse your dishes. You need to, like, I always make a distinction. You have to scrape the stuff off your dishes. So if you have, like, a little piece of chicken, you got to scrape that (laughs) off before you put in the dishwasher. But my mom is the kind of person who, like your mom, the dishes have to look clean before they go in the dishwasher. And I always say, like, you're wasting water. Just throw them in and... um, Another interesting stat out of Cascade is that if you hand wash eight dishes, um, you uh, you would be more energy efficient to put those in the dishwasher than you would be hand washing yeah. them. If you have to hand yeah. wash seven, do it by hand. But as soon as you hit that threshold of eight, you're actually more water efficient putting them in the dishwasher. Yeah, so if you have a, a, a horrible thing and it comes out and it doesn't come out perfect, just put it in again. You know, <laughs> like trying to hand wash it and go nuts. The the washing machine's far more uh, economical with water and heat and all that stuff. Yeah. It's so fun. Yeah, there's a lot of this stuff that I find. Um, but I did want to talk about your products, right? So like, sure. so after we buy cheap vinegar and uh, Dawn and all this stuff and start doing this, you also launched physical products. And you know, I doing podcasts and doing this stuff is so fun. 
because the barrier to entry is almost nothing. Anyone with an iPhone can create a podcast, basically. Yeah. So then when you get into that physical space, when you enter meat space and you have to deal with actual humans and products and shipping and all this, it becomes this totally different beast. I listened to this um, podcast where they created a, a journal and they wanted a ribbon in the journal to hold your place. And the yeah. amount of work and the dozens of prototypes that went yeah. back and forth from here to China, from here to, then they started outsourcing to to Brazil because China couldn't get shipping done appropriate. And it was like this incredible. So I listened to like three episodes of them and they're funny guys uh, on, on Cortex, just talking about trying to just get a journal made so that they could yeah. sell it. And so what, what's that been like for you? Um, you know, I love our products business. We've had it since uh, 2016 formally. Okay. Uh, we kind of dabbled beginning of 2015 and then formalized it in 2016. Um, and, you know, when you're a big company and you have endless resources, uh, it's not hard to embark on the iterative process of creating a product or a product line. Yeah. When you're a small company and you're completely self-funded, which we are, um, it takes a lot longer and <laughs> you have to work at a much different pace. Yep. And when you don't have the marketing budget of these big companies, you have to really rely upon your audience and people spreading the good word about your product. And with that, like you also have to show up with a great offering. So our edge and is our story, which is essentially, you know, as a, someone in the professional cleaning space, I had access to all of these premium quality products. And then when I would talk about them on my YouTube channel, people would say, well, where can I get those? And I'd be like, uh, I don't know, because Costco doesn't sell them. And like Home Depot doesn't sell them. And you got to go to a janitorial supply company. Like <laughs> it just, it sort of became this thing yeah. where I was like, okay, there's a gap. Like people are getting garbage microfiber cloths. And then they're, because it's called the microfiber cloth, they're telling me they're not getting the, the same results, but you can yep. get a diamond ring from Walmart or you can get a diamond ring from Tiffany's. You know you're getting a different product, right? Different mm -hmm. quality product. And we wanted to create a premium microfiber product line that was available to consumers at a fair price. And there are other premium microfiber product lines that are out there that I think uh, are very expensive. And have to pay for their enormous corporate structure to, yeah. uh, you know, and they pass that on to their consumer. Mm -hmm. So for, for us, like, you know, we just went about starting and maintaining our business and growing our business and, you know, coming up with new products by just being really customer focused all the time. We've tested so like hundreds of cloths to find um, our, our very best options um, you know, we only bring out a product if we really feel like it's going to make a difference. We don't just bring things out to sell them. Like there was this one company that's in our space. I'm not going to name names, but like we were on their website as one does. One checks out the competition <laughs> and I they had like, go on. <laughs> they had a Super Bowl pack of microfiber cloths <laughs> and we dug into that. We're like, so to, I don't know anything about football. Mm. let's say it was like the Washington Pirates playing. I don't even know who was playing this year. I just made that name up. It was probably the Washington up. Pirates. Yeah, I think that's I think that's. I feel accurate. like it was the yeah. Washington Pirates. Yeah. So <laughs> they're like, oh, yeah, we have a Washington Pirates uh, microfiber kit special. And it's like, what is that? Like, it just felt so <laughs> weird to us. So anyway, we don't do that kind of stuff. We're just there mm. to, like, sell you great product and – I want repeat customers, but if you're buying our products all the time, then we're not doing something right because our products are designed to last. And if you want more of our products in different categories, that's great. But if you're replacing our products very frequently, which is what like dollar stores and sort of those yeah. lower quality cloths want, they kind of expect microfiber to be used a few times and then thrown out. To me, that's the sign of a very poorly made product and something yeah. that shouldn't be used to clean with. Yeah. Well, like you start to see this. Okay. So like you're a professional, people want to clean quickly. So they want yep. 
the thing that professionals use, not because they're a professional, but because they get it done so quickly. Well, it's also the techniques and you know how to do it. And you have your, your three wave system and the left to right and all that good stuff. Yes. You are a good student. I'm telling you, I'm telling you. (laughs) And I didn't take any notes. It's just purely from watching and shaming myself for going right to left instead of left to right. No. Um, but no, so you have these people who have this, but like, it's the, it's the lived experience of the actual thing. Right. Yeah. And that's what people don't understand when or not, not people don't understand the companies take advantage of that, that gap between uh, lived experience of a professional using professional products versus people being told this is a professional product. This is what you should buy. And I mean, you go under the sinks uh, at my <laughs> my poor mom under my mom's house. Like it's, it, it is front to back, left to right, stacked on top of each other, little dividers that she bought baskets and all this stuff to hold all the cleaners, right? All of the things. And I remember my mom got brand new wood floors or laminate floors, got brand new laminate floors in her house. First time in our lives where they could afford a wood looking floor. They were so excited. And she, she's like, well, I'm going to clean this floor. If a little of the cleaning stuff is good, then I'll use a lot and that'll be even better. And she cleaned all the floor and wouldn't, you know, the whole, it almost ruined the floor. It was so filmy, dull, you know, whatever, you know, when you use too much soapy product. And your mom needs my, it, my rhyme. Your mom needs my rhyme. Less oh, is more when mopping the floor. There it is. There it is. I will text that to her later. Uh, <laughs> but but the interesting thing is like the lived experience. So going back to that, like you know what quality is and you try to communicate that in your product videos. Like here, take this microfiber cloth that you got from Walmart and hold it up to a light bulb. Yes, the light test. Yes, you can see right through this sucker. Now take ours yeah. and hold it up, and now we've just blocked out the sun. So yeah. the thing that's so important about that that I think – so I'm watching the other videos, right, the detail geek videos, guy cleans cars. And one of the things that he talks about is like, hey, you see this this car right here? You want to know why I can't get this stain out? Because the company uses thinner carpet. Right, that's just the weave of the carpet is thinner, the pad is thinner, the whole thing is thinner. That's how budget cars save money. Even if the engine's fine and all this stuff, it's there's so many little things wrapped into a package yeah. called a car. There's a reason why one car costs five thousand dollars more, and it's for stuff mm-hmm. like, well, we use quality plastic that resists UV fading, and they don't. We do this, and when you start going through your mop and your and your microfiber stuff, and you're doing all these things, like how much weight can it hold and all that, uh, water weight can it hold or whatever, you start to see these things. Like these are the things that matter to a professional. Like what it looks yeah. like, the stupid logos on it, that doesn't matter. You know, the Washington Pirates <clears throat> are not a thing, but the, we'll pretend, <laughs> you know. But it's this, the, it's like, and that's what I loved about it. And I was like, oh, this is going to be a fun interview because you get it because you have to deal with it. Right? You yeah. have to deal with this stuff for your business, for your life. So, yeah, here it is. Yeah. And and again, I mean, I think we've built our audience over the past 11 years and subsequently our products business on authenticity and trust. And my audience knows they can count on me. And if I'm bringing out a product, it's a good product. Like to give you an example, we have been trying to bring out a spray bottle, which has been like a hugely requested product. Mm. And we haven't, pun intended, pulled the trigger on it yet <laughs> because um, finding that good quality, that Goldilocks spray bottle that is not going to cost $12, um, that isn't like really heavy, so it's not ergonomic and hard on your wrist. Yeah. Um, it's been really hard to find the, mm. my favorite spray bottle currently is the spray bottles that you can get at Ikea. Oh, and yeah. I've actually tried to back channel and figure out like who manufactures them. They obviously mm. keep that very tightly under wraps. <laughs> um, sure. If you hear me, come find me. Um, but I'm sure there are seriously. catching foxes listener out in Latvia. Oh, they will come. I'm hoping, <laughs> I'm hoping it is a Latvian. Um, and they hear oh, this. Yes, I go to Melissa. I tell her right now. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> Call me. Mm. Um, but, uh, but seriously, I mean, we <laughs> haven't come out with a spray bottle because we don't, we don't even want to put something out that we know yep. isn't amazing and isn't going to save people time. And that's why I think our mop has been a resounding success. I think our cloths have had the same experience. Even our bath towels, our, our face cloths, like all of the things that we've come out with 
our customers love them. Um, we, so, you know, we're a small team. It's myself, my husband, Chad, Chad's best friend, uh, from when he was 10 Nice. And they grew up together and they had like a web design company in the early 2000s and then they oh, sold yep. it. Oh, yeah. I uh. mean, these are old guys we're talking about. So this was like <laughs> a real big business for them back in the early 2000s. Um, nice. And, you know, now they do this together. And then ooh, my um, sorry for those of you who on the podcast, I just ripped my ear, my earbud out. <laughs> See, uh, this is the glorious thing. I'll edit all that out. That's no right. One, they'll just hear you go, woo. Because you're so yeah, excited and about also, the people. I have a hair with. treatment in right now, so I am real glad this isn't a video because I do not look good. <laughs> but um, you, hey, you told me we weren't going to be did. on camera, so I showed up appropriately. Yeah, I mean, I, um, I said, and, I said most of these recordings, and it's true, are literally at midnight because it's the only time we, you know, everyone's got kids that got to put in bed and yeah. all this stuff, and it's like midnight with a beer, and I'm in my PJs. Like that's how we perfect. Do it. So, yeah. And then it's, and then it's, uh, my assistant Ronit, that's our team. It's the four of us. We're a tight, small little group. It, we do everything, um, on both the digital business and the products business. Um, the service business is run separately, but the four of us run those two companies. Um, that's awesome. And yeah, yeah, we work really hard on it and, and it's all self-funded but we love it. We really love the business and yeah. what we're able to provide to our customers. And, you know, it's, it's been really Would exciting. you ever just buy a bunch of Ikea bottles and just slap a sticker with your, with your, with your maker's clean logo on there? Just like, here you go, Ikea. It feels like that be asking for a lawsuit. I mean, <laughs> I would, but <laughs> it feels like there's something highly illegal about that. Mm-hmm. I yeah. don't know. I don't know. I'll look into it. But uh, yeah. So yeah. what is it? Has COVID and all the, the delays and all that stuff, has that affected your business or do you guys more? Oh, I did have one more comment to make, actually. Yeah. Now that I'm looking at your website, I need to bring this yeah. up. I do feel like you could do a better job advertising for the bath towels. And I'm, 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 I'm saying, it. you know, you got a, a wonderful woman as the model in the commercials. I would offer myself as the male model. For the bath towels for men, the extra sheet bath towels. I will happily do that for you. I'm just kidding. No one wants to see that. No one needs uh, that in their lives. You know what? We, I think you're right. <laughs> uh, our bath, I, I don't think enough people know about our bath towels and why they're so awesome. And again, like that, it's one of those things where if we were a big company, there'd be like a whole like the quarterly marketing budget and the quarterly marketing meetings. But like, again, we're just a small team trying to like <laughs> breathe and we all have yeah. kids and like, yeah. you know, we all, we're all just trying to like keep up. So we'll sit and we'll have our meetings. Um, my team meets in person every Tuesday. We meet virtually every Monday to plan what we're shooting on Tuesday. Nice. And, you know, we're like, okay, yeah, we got to like give more attention to the bath towels or the makeup remover cloths. And it's just, it's just this ongoing conversation. We're like, yeah, yeah, we'll get to that, you know, but you're so right. <laughs> like, especially with swim season now, maybe I'll, maybe I'll bring that up to the team next week and we'll, we'll film a little something. Nice, right. nice. No, I, yeah. the thing that sold me on the bath towels was when you just showed them next to regular towels and how much smaller they are. And I'm like, oh, oh, that's what we need. We are like yeah. just done with storage. There's so much They crap also dry everywhere. faster and they don't smell. I mean, they're just like an absolutely superior product to Terry. It's not even funny. And that, that type, you know, the waffle weave people, if you're, if yeah. you're getting the sound of this, it's a waffle pattern, a grid pattern. Yeah. The, that's all they have. And when I was staying in hotels in Europe, when I was in, in college studying in Austria, when I wasn't staying in a hostel, they have uh, <laughs> the two times I actually stayed in a hotel. And when and you were like staying in a hostel, you got what? Like uh, whatever I napkin? brought, which was a hand towel or something <laughs> right. from, that I stole from my dorm. Right. Lovely. Uh, yeah, that was so gross. Uh, but when we stayed in the hostel or the hotel, they all of them were the waffle weave stuff, and I'm like, oh, what is this? Crazy Europeans don't know how to do towels. You'd think after two thousand years of civilization, and then you use them, and you're like, oh, oh, snap. Okay, much better. There you go. Yeah. Much better. Yeah. So the and you don't have them in five hundred colors. You got them in the in the one color, right? And again, that comes down to the fact that we're completely self-funded and for us to place a minimum order, like we have to order like tens of thousands of dollars on one SKU and one color. And if we had, you know, a multi-million dollar 
financial pool to draw from, yeah, we'd have them in white and and like who knows other colors and patterns and this and that. But we don't have that, and you know our factory well, you're like has. Apple. Right, you're like Apple, right? Apple doesn't have a trillion different SKUs. Well, even Apple has more colors now. Even they Apple do. They has do colors. actually. Well played. You know, yeah. like. But it's like you're. This is the flagship. Yeah, this is the flagship yeah. product. You're opinionated. This is the good product. <sighs> like this is how it starts. I will say, like, yeah, we picked we picked our color. Like we kind of have this charcoal gray, and we picked it because we figured it can go in just about any bathroom. It hides just enough. You know, if you start with white, let's be honest, things get on towels. And you don't always want to see those things. So gray hides just enough. It also kind of mixes in. Looks modern. It's dope. It's dope. It's yeah. good color. Good color scheme. Yeah. I like it. So then uh, last thing I want to talk to you about, because I asked you for an hour and you gave me an hour. So thank you very much for being so generous with your time. But um, do you usually send people to your YouTube channel? Is that the first place? Or you, would you rather them go to uh, the cleanmyspace.com if they're just getting to know you? Yeah, I would say YouTube's the better place to get to know me because you can actually see my face, my facial expressions, <laughs> I think are really important, um, my eyebrow movement, um, <laughs> but also, but also, um, you know, I, I think YouTube's great because it, it gives you a taste of how I like to explain something. And the articles are great for supplementary information. But if you need to know how to do something, watch one of my videos. Let me explain it to you. Because I, on in a video, I can show and tell, whereas in an article, I can more so just tell. And when we're doing short form content, which is something my assistant Ronit and I have really been trying to focus more on lately, a struggle, but we're working really hard. Um, we're also trying to share like micro tips. So I can't give you like super detailed responses or information or answers, but I really try to render it down so that you can just get like one quick takeaway, but we're working uh, really hard on making that more consumable and accessible too. Nice. Now you recently did a video where you talked about baking soda and vinegar. Mixing them together, great for. Yep. But you 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 pulled back. You said it's not as good. What 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 happened there? Because I cleaned my whole house with baking soda and vinegar. But it, and then in the end, I was just packing my sink with the baking soda to unclog. Yep. I had one sink, my kid's sink, perpetually clogged. So that's yeah. all I ended up using on. But <laughs> oh, okay. So if you have a perpetual clog, then you're going to need to like roll up your sleeves a little bit. You might need to use a product, um, like a specialty product. So I always say start basic and then level up if you need to. So if you find that the sink is perpetually clogged, it's probably indicative of a bigger problem. Um, and if you have four kids, I truly can imagine that that is a reality and it's only going to get. Yeah. All four of them are the bigger problem. Yeah. It's only going to get worse. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, FYI. So a product like Green Gobbler, for example, um, is something I talk about a lot. It's kind of in a more eco version of a drain opener. So you can give that a whirl. Baking soda and vinegar. So the reason we pulled back on that is because when mixed together, and this is also something like we're humble enough to say, yeah, we made a mistake. We're always researching. People are correcting us, bringing things to light. And if I find something, I have no problem stepping back and saying, yeah, I said this before, but actually I prefer this now. Or like, what kind of expert am I if I'm not constantly updating and educating myself, right? That's what I should yeah. be doing. And then I should be sharing that. So vinegar and baking soda, when mixed together, create the fun volcanic reaction that really is good at opening a drain, like base level opening a drain, kind of pushing stuff down a drain if needed. Um, that's just about all it's good for in children's entertainment. <laughs> Aside from that, when the two are used together, they sort of counter each other. They neutralize. They essentially become water. So cleaning with them in tandem, so one after the other, is great. Like if you want to um, deodorize or get like a nice um, mild abrasion going with some, you know, baking soda on a sponge, you can do that. Then you can dump some vinegar in there after uh, a little rinse or you can do you know you can kind of use them one after the other because they both work great on their own mixed together they don't work well but each mixed with other things for example baking soda and dish soap create an amazing heavy duty scrub also if you've been gardening or working on your car it's like a great heavy duty hand scrub um, great degreaser for vinegar 
Um, you can mix vinegar and dish soap and get another heavy duty soap scum remover, heavy duty cleaner. Like there are a lot of cool things you can do with each of them. They just don't work so well together. Yeah. Unless you're making a volcano for children. Exactly. Gotcha. Gotcha. Which they do gotcha. at my daughter's preschool like once a week. <laughs> yeah. I'll just, I mean, you're going to put all the links there, but our YouTube channel, our Instagram account, um, our TikTok account, it's all at clean my space. Nice. That's a good domain to have. It's a good domain to have. It is. A friend of mine had to, here's like an awkward story that I was debating sharing it, but I just think it's funny. A friend of mine, after watching, after listening to the episode of Catching Foxes where I talked about (laughs) watching your videos and cleaning, doing like a whole house thing, a buddy of mine started watching it and he watched a bunch of them. And then he had, he's like, and then at one point I felt compelled to go to my wife and say, honey. I just want you to know I'm watching these videos. I'm not creeping on that lady on the video. I just, I'm, I'm just, it's just good cleaning tips. And she's like, what are you talking about? And then she's watching the video and he's like, how many of these have you watched? He's like, I've watched several. I don't know how to clean. Like, <laughs> and so he just felt compelled, compelled to Aww. tell his wife, like, I'm not Aww. being a creeper. I'm just really learning stuff here. And I need to know this stuff to make you Oh, I'm here. I'm just here to help just here to help and that's what you do well thank you very much uh, much melissa for uh coming on the show um and and (laughs) giving your time for this random wonderful bit of youtube religion there it is right there my pleasure uh yeah i mean good luck on your continued uh religious journey into cleaning (laughs) and uh i'm always here to help nice great chatting with you 